The Legal Corner Podcast Series. Welcome to today's episode of The Legal Corner, a podcast which covers a variety of legal issues to keep you informed. Hosted by attorney at law Colin Dinoon and communication specialist Leonardo Torres. Great to be back with you once more on the Legal Corner podcast series. Leonardo will join us in a subsequent episode when he is able to do so. In today's episode, we will be looking at the role and function of the Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission. And our distinguished guest today is Mr. Anderson Superly. Mr. Superly was with us in Season 1 on a previous episode where we dealt with improving industrial relations. So good day to you, Anderson, and welcome back. It's great to have you back, man. All right, and I know we'll have a great discussion. We're going to get right into it. I want you to tell us what exactly is a security. Okay, good afternoon, Colin and and your listeners. Um, Let me begin by first saying that the views I'm expressing here today are my views and not those of the Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission of any member of staff there. It's my personal views. Um, so having gotten that out of the way, let's let's discuss what is a security. I would first begin by saying what is not a security. So a credit union share is not a security. An insurance policy is not a security. Savings in the bank is not a security. So any other product or any other service where you part with your money or you give up your money to a third person and that third person promises you returns on the money that you have given up is essentially a summary of what is a security. Now, most persons or most people would would know that or consider things like um, stocks and shares, like uh, bonds, um, mutual funds, those are securities. Those are products or interests that you, you you have in a company, as the case might be in the case of stocks and shares, or some investment that you would make expecting returns, you wouldn't be doing any work with respect to getting those returns. And the third party would be doing all the work and promising promising you returns. In other words, it's an investment. So basically, to sum up, a security is essentially an agreement between you and another person whereby you give up your money and that person promises you returns in exchange and you do not have to participate in the enterprise or the business that the person is doing. Yeah? All right. Now, what I know this organization has come, let me refer to as TTSEC, right? So what 
is the legislation that, that governs the operation of the TTSEC. Okay, so the TTSEC, or Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission, was established by an Act of Parliament in 1995. This particular act was repealed and replaced by the Securities Act 2012, which is the governing legislation. Subsequently to the 2012 Act, there were several amendments and pieces of subsidiary legislation passed, for example, in 2015, um, the Securities Industry Bylaws, General Bylaws 2015, which regulates the securities industry in Trinidad and Tobago. However, I must add, there are certain provisions in the Companies Act and in other pieces of legislation, particularly dealing with, with anti-money laundering and proliferation of financing, and terrorist financing, where the Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission, or TTSEC, has the authorization from Parliament to um, basically monitor and administrate. So, for example, Division 10 in the Companies Act is specifically allocated or specially provides for for takeovers and that is one of takeovers is one of the main aspect of the securities industry that the TTSEC administrates. So explain explain what is a takeover. Explain what is a takeover. Okay. So so a takeover would be where a company and, and under the legislation, one of the companies must be a publicly traded company. In other words, the stocks and shares would be traded on a securities exchange or on the stock market, as we call it, um, where one company would, would basically merge, amalgamate, or buy over in common balance another company. So one of the company would come under the, the total control of the company that is taken over. All right, now, what type of entities are required to be registered with the uh, TTSEC? Okay, so like, like I said before, um, so credit unions, banks, insurance companies, they are not required to be registered with the TTSEC. Any other entity that is dealing in securities as we as we explained before, is required to register with the Securities and Exchange Company a Commission. Sorry. Um, so we have places like the Unit Trust Corporation, which deals in mutual funds, right? Um, those mutual funds are considered securities, and as such, institutions that offer those products are required to register with the Securities and Exchange Com Commission. Um, so usually for, for the person out there, when you hear an asset management company or a trust company or an investment company, all those are entities that would be required to register 
with the TTSEC, right? Now, let's say that an entity is going to offer securities for you, the, the public, to, to purchase. In other words, somebody would come to you and invite you to invest in a security. Let's say it's a mutual fund or a stock or a share in the company. They, they, they basically ask you to buy this. Now, that company would have to register as a reporting issuer. In other words, that is a company that will be issuing securities to you, members of the public. And both the security and the entity issuing the security would be required to register with the Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission. So, for example, we have several stocks and shares traded on the stock market, right? So, not I, I'm not promoting any company, but let's say Republic Bank or Scotia Bank, their stocks are traded on the stock exchange. But those stocks to be traded on the stock exchange, both the 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 entity, the bank, and the stock must be registered with the Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, we go one step further. Within the entity that is now registered as a reporting issuer and the stock that is registered as a security with, with the Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission, persons working with the entity for example, who would be facilitating the trade or marketing the trade, the, the stocks, they would be required to be registered as registered representatives of the particular entity. So we have dealt with the entity and their employees and the stock being registered. Now, in the market, there are other players, for example, broker-dealers and the securities investment advisors and right now the Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange Limited and the Trinidad and Tobago Central Depository Limited, which I will explain to you what each is about. However, each one of these entities must also be re registered since they, are, they would what we would commonly call dealing in securities, in, in essence, facilitating some kind of transaction between a member of the public and the ownership or purchase of the particular security being offered in the market. So we have broker-dealers. They are the ones responsible for you, the member of the public. For example, if I want to purchase shares, I cannot do it directly. I have to go through a broker. So I register with the broker-dealer, and the broker-dealer is the one who would facilitate the trade on the stock exchange. Because on the stock exchange, it's, it's where buyers and sellers meet. And somebody must facilitate. Um, if, for example, I want to purchase 10 shares, there must be somebody out there willing to sell me 10 shares that, that they already own. And we, we speak in particularly with, with the stock exchange here, right? So that the broker-dealer would facilitate me with, with that transaction, the person willing to sell and I, the person willing to buy. I go through my broker-dealer. Now, as a member of the public, I'm, I'm not too, too, let's say, knowledgeable 
about how security is training in school. So then I have somebody to advise me, and that person would be the investment advisor. So that person would give me advice on what is the, the best security to buy, what is not a good security to buy, and so on. Right? So we have broker dealers who must be registered. We have um, investment advisors who must be registered. Okay? Remember, from, from the entities, we have the entities, the securities, and the registered representatives, and those entities also registered. We must also have this Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange Limited registered because they are the ones who are basically facilitating the trade. They, they, they are what I call a, a trading platform, right? And here again, we're talking specifically about stocks and shares or other things like bonds, government bonds that would be trading on the stock exchange, right? Now, we must also have, for the purposes of ordinary stock or ordinary shares that is being traded in Trinidad and Tobago, we must have what is called a registry that registers everybody who owns shares of a particular entity. Because the company or the entity that is registered on the stock exchange is required to file annual returns with the company's registry. And there must be a register that shows who are the owners of the particular company. In other words, we have another piece of legislation called the, um, for, in, for simple terms, um, the beneficial ownership legislation that basically provides um, that all persons who own stocks and shares in publicly traded company, that must be disclosed annually to the register of companies. So to summarize, anybody who is dealing, trading, or facilitating the trade of a security is required to be registered with the Trinidad and Tobago Securities and Exchange Commission, including the security itself and the person who is actually selling or distributing the security to the public. Yeah. Now, what does this process of registration entail? Okay, so we have what is called an easy system. That is an electronic enhanced system that facilitates persons registering. So you just go to our website and you fill out the particular form. So we have forms of broker dealers, registered representatives, reporting issuers, securities, investment advisors, and so on. They fill out the form, pay the annual registration fee, which is disclosed in, the, in our general bylaws, 2015. And they furnish the TTSEC with certain documents and provide us with certain other information that the TTSEC now would, be de would deem that these persons can be registered. They are fit and proper. The security has passed the, the test for being... For, for, being able to be registered, and so too has the broker-dealer. So they have fit and proper requirements for all individuals who are going to be registered with the SEC. Yeah? All right, at this point, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Okay, welcome back and thank you for staying with us. And listen before the break, you were just giving us an idea of what the process of registration entails. At this point, I want us to switch gears a bit. And I want you to talk to us about the whole idea of insider trading and what really constitutes insider trading. Okay, so insider trading is basically whereby some person who has information about a publicly traded security, that is, let's say, a security on the stock exchange that is going to be traded or is being traded. And the information that the person has hasn't yet been disclosed to the public. Now, if I were to back up a bit, our, our market functions or, or the securities market functions on what is called a disclosure regime. In other words, persons who are registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission, including entities that distribute these securities, are required to file disclosure documents with the, the Securities and Exchange Commission. First, to begin with, they would issue a prospectus if they are going to trade securities that would detail or give details to the investing public about all aspects about the securities being traded. Um, annually or periodically, they are also required to provide the, the investing public with updated information such as add annual financials, the interim financials, if there are, for example, changes in the directorship, changes in the operations that are going to lead to them making more profits and, and thereby making the stocks and shares that it have trading more attractive. All these trading, all the, the, the information with respect to all aspects of these things, change in operation, change in who is going to be managing the company, change in if there's going to be, they, they're going to take over another company and so on are first known by persons inside the operations of the business. Hence the name Insider Trading. It is information that persons who are considered insiders to the company have before that information goes public or is publicly disclosed. And they use that information now to basically enrich themselves by, by jumping ahead of everybody else to purchase the stocks and shares so that they could benefit from it, right? Now, insiders are not merely the, the persons working inside the organization, right? Generally, senior officers in a company are considered insiders, and so too are members of the, the board, right? But the legislation goes a little further. It goes, to, goes on to include persons like, like the director's spouses, you know, like, like um, in broker dealers who may come into contact with one of the senior officers and, and information is passed to that person who has the information before the general public has the information about what is going on with the company and uses that information to his or her advantage at the I wouldn't say the expense, but in other words, they, they use it to their advantage because they have the information, being an insider, 
before anywhere, anyone else in the market has it and they can capitalize on, on that information and purchase stocks and shares or, or even sell their stocks and shares. If the company, the inside information is saying, well, this company is not doing too well and so on. So insider trading then is basically trading sh stocks and shares by someone who has inside information and not merely inside information, ins inside material information, material in the sense that the information is, is necessary or, or would, would, let's say, what if somebody, an ordinary person, were to have that same information, they would do something like trade their shares, sell it, buy it, keep it, right? So that's essentially, it's essentially trading in securities, by the use or having knowledge of information not available to the general public. What constitutes investor fraud? Okay, so investor fraud is like, remember at the beginning we spoke about the fact that um, it's a security or investment is essentially a person parting with their money or giving it to a third party who promises returns without you, the individual who is part, handing up your money, doing any work. In other words, you, you, you promise interest by just giving somebody a, a sum of money, right? What happens sometimes is that not, and, and this goes, this is why we say it's an investment. There's a risk involved in every investment. There's no guarantee that when you part with your money that you're going to get back all or you are going to get back the interest that was promised. Investor fraud now is whereby people use an investment vehicle that entice investors to give up their cash or their money, promises them a return when in fact there is no return to get. In other words, the person is actually perpetrating a fraud on the investor, giving them a promise that would not materialize. Yeah? How can persons, as we get ready to wrap up, how can persons protect themselves from investor fraud? Okay, like we said, investors or, or, or those who are dealing in securities or promising you the general public returns on your investment. They are required to be registered with the TCSEC. You are, a, as an investor, that the, that's the first thing you need to check, whether the person and the security is registered with the TTSEC. If the person or the security is not registered, they, then that should raise a red flag in your mind. Okay? Secondly, you must be able to check and ensure that all the information that you require to invest in a particular product is available to you. And the best way to do that is ensure the person or the entity is registered with the TTSEC. Registration with the TTSEC doesn't guarantee that you wouldn't lose your money, but it guarantees that you would have all the available information necessary for you to make 
an informed decision about your investment. And listen, this has been a great conversation. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Thank you, Colin, and welcome anytime. Thank you for listening to the Legal Corner podcast series. For more information, please visit us at our Facebook or Instagram pages or send your comments to thelegalcornerpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.